Sweet. All right, let's get started. So, guys, this is now episode two of BH Live, which is what I've decided to call these weekly Instagram programs. And each week, I'm going to try and interview an incredible creative from somewhere around the world in the industry who can come on, answer some questions, and hopefully give you guys uh, some incredible advice. Uh, some quick plugs is, uh, I don't know if you were here last week, but we've got a special deal with a website company called Cali Websites, where at the moment, if you send me a private message, I can give you a promo code to get you £100 off the setup of the website. We also have some other special deals coming uh, with a clothing label who are going to give us, I think, 25% off their clothing label. They're a dance label, so that's great. Um, so I'm trying to build this live as much as possible and get sponsorships and so on. However, this week, um, first interview and an absolute honour, we're going to be interviewing Adam Parson, who is an incredible choreographer over in LA. I'm just going to read a bit from the screen, so if you look away. American Dance Magazine said Adam Parson's brand of training creates unstoppable dancers. Proven repeatedly by the long list of students with include sorry, <laughs> students who have worked with Christina Aguilera, Paul McCartney, Kylie Minogue, Celine Dion, Missy Elliott, Jason Derulo, Britney Spears, Ariana Grande, Beyonce, you get the point. And TV shows and films such as La La Land, Greatest Showman, Mass Singer, The Voice, and on Broadway in Frozen, Memphis, uh, Wicked and Lion King, and Hamilton. Adam's notable jobs as a dancer include Prince. Pepsi, performing at the White House for President Clinton and industry work for Fila. His choreography work includes Red Can Hair, halftime shows at the Staples Center in LA, dance artist Majori Goodson, I might be pronouncing that wrong, uh, dance films Mood Melinin, <laughs> I could be pronouncing that wrong too, Love on a Sunday Afternoon and Long Ago. Adam has also choreographed for Prima Ballerina of the Seoul National Ballet, the Prima Ballerina of the Ballet Folklorico, I'm so saying that wrong, De Mexico. Norway Dance Company Zurich, dance, uh, Urban Dance in Australia, and La Luna Dance in Ancola, Italy. His director's hat finds him working in Seoul, Korea for Alice in Wonderland and Move 5. And, oh God, and several productions of his Commonality Dance Company, which is his own company. Adam is soon launching his mentorship program to help the next generation of dancers be successful working in the industry as the ones he has previously trained. And on a personal note, Adam is one of my best friends. He is an incredible person. He's helped me through ups and downs, and he's just, I, I can't describe any more than an absolute incredible person. So I'm going to bring him on the line now. Hopefully he's there waiting for us. Waiting for Adam Parson. And he's asleep in the car. <laughs> hey, buddy, how are you? What's up, buddy? How are you doing? I'm very, very good. Uh, say hello to everybody Hi, on the live at the moment. Uh, from all over the world, actually. We've got people from everywhere. It's incredible. Hello. So we're going to be interviewing you today. Where are you right now? In a car. <laughs> <laughs> Where else in the world? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in San Diego right now. Um, we just decided to take a drive. We were, we've been quarantined in Palm Springs for the past eight, nine weeks. Hard life. And so we like to take road trips every once in a while. And so we decided to take a road trip down to San Diego and we got down here and we we're like okay I don't we don't feel like driving back so we just got a hotel and just ch chilled out nice <laughs> now we're just chilling out I'm wait I'm waiting for the um the, the reason we're down here is because there's a lot of whales that come out at this time so I want to fly my drone out to see the whales in a little bit incredible incredible yeah. so we've only got an hour and I've got 10 questions for you okay. um also whoever's on the line if you have any questions put them in the question box below and when I finish with these 10 questions, we're going to try and answer Hi, questions Aaron. from you guys. <laughs> so, Adam, first off, what got you into dancing? Um, well, I, 
started as a computer engineer in um, Washington, D.C. And um, my sister asked me to take her best friend to dance class. So they came down, they took the metro down into Washington, D.C. And then I drove them to dance class. And uh, I walked into the room. I heard all this, heard all that noise. And I was like, what is that? So then I walked in and I saw these girls like flipping and twisting and these guys like doing splits on the floor and everything. And I was like, what the hell? What is this? So I just was like, I didn't know what this is all about. So I went to the teacher. I was like, what is this? And she goes, what do you mean? What is this? And I said, what are you doing? And she goes, it's jazz dance. And she's like, okay, well, what do you, how do I do it? And she said, well, how old are you? I said, I'm 26. And she goes, 26? What do you do now? I said, I'm a computer engineer. She said, just do computers. You're going to be much happier. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I really, really like this. This is really cool. So she's like, okay, if you're really serious and you're going to start with the beginners, which means you're going to start with the 10-year-olds. I was like, fine. And I started with the 10-year-olds. <laughs> and <laughs> I knocked out a couple of kids. <laughs> and then, um, you know, long story short, I there's um there's an act there's an agent a dance agent called tony selznick and he is a co-owner of msa which is one of uh, one of the bigger agencies in la and he had this program called winners and the winners mm -hmm. program was you know traveling around america looking for new talent and so they saw me and a couple of my friends christina aguilera, aguilera christina woodard and um <laughs> Name christina woodard and chad and fawn and they said, oh, we want you to be a super group. So I was like, okay. So then they, we got the super group. I drove out to LA. And um, while I was there doing the super group, somebody said, you should audition for the Edge Performing Arts Center. And I was like, what's that? And they said, it's a scholarship program. I was like, okay. Wow. So then I went and they said you had to be um, uh, 21 to 20, uh, well, 21 to 25. And I was 27, 28 at that time. Just that side. I'm 24. <laughs> I'm 24, and um, I got in, and that's how I got started in, in dance. Nice. So you started really, really late then for a dancer. I started really late, yeah. What What do you think was the biggest challenge for you starting so late? You know, I had no technique. I had my ballet teacher at Terry's when I was at Terry's, Elan, like literally grabbed me out of gymnastics class and was like, you're going to start doing this ballet class. And I was like, I don't, what, what is this stuff? And then the <laughs> discipline that this lady gave me yeah. was the reason that I had the discipline to get into a program where 20 kids were already proficient in technique, proficient yeah. in jazz, proficient in all those things. But the discipline that she gave me from that ballet class was helped me get through the challenging times which was not being very flexible yeah. um, and just learning how to learn choreography from other people because I only had my teacher you know um, but I think that was the biggest challenge um, yeah amazing amazing and question number two but just a reminder guys if you do want to ask Adam a question put the question in the question box below and after I finish with my questions, I will put the questions to him. Okay, what was your most exciting job to date as a dancer? And what is your proudest achievement as a choreographer? Oof. Hard one. Uh, the most exciting, uh, I'd say Dancing for Prince. I think that has yes. to be like one of the best jobs I've ever done. Because um, there was an audition for 
20 guys and 20 girls and out of 800 people wow. was one of the 20 so that i think that was something i was really proud of because i had worked so mm. hard technically um i've been doing jazz ballet hip-hop contemporary jazz funk everything and you needed all of those styles to do that job so it was a really good feeling to get that um job so that that was one of my most exciting moments okay because he flew us out he flew us out to to minneapolis to his studio whoa and he we had to we had to you know learn the choreography there and then we had to um he was just amazing in the way that he instructed people and directed people and you know we would we would finish a take and he'd be like okay i want to be ready and 30, 29, 28. He started counting. And we were like, oh my God. So we had to run around, get makeup redone. The crew was running around, getting everything done. And he's four, three, two, one. Here we go. And we were ready. It was Blimey. amazing. It was amazing. Because he so was like, well, no, it's not that. It's like, he's like, I want everybody at their, their highest point. And, and if I can get everybody at their highest point, this will be the most optimal and most efficient dance music video. So it was really, really cool. And I'd say um, most proud chore- choreographic achievement was um, I won a um, guest of honor hospitality award for my for Commonality mm. Dance Company wow. in San Marino, Italy which is a country inside of Italy. It's crazy. It's inside of Italy. So I won our hospitality awards. I know it's really cool. Very, very cool. Okay, next question is, what do you look for in a dancer when you're casting for work? Um, technique. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you why I say technique first. Um, technique tells me that a dancer has decided that I need to be disciplined in my body enough mm. to be able to do the work that's required. So I'm not gonna just do the fun stuff. I'm not gonna do the easy stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna do the work that it takes to be to have my machine ready to do what I need it to do. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like a bodybuilder. Like if you're gonna be a bodybuilder, you can't just have to do bodybuilding. You have to do it. And like dancing, you have to get your technique down. So I look for technique. Uh, I really, really look for individuality. The Commonality Mm. Dance Company, which is my dance company, we only had, I I never had two of the same race or two of the same size or two of the same color because I want to show diversity in the world. So it's really important. So I'm also looking for individuality. I'm not saying that you can't have like two Japanese or two Mexicans or two Americans. Um, but I look for that just to have a well-rounded company. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I really look for an individuality, individual flavor. Um, I think it's really important that you stand out on your own mm. while doing choreography. I don't want somebody to just. I don't want somebody to copy me. I want somebody to do my choreography but still have their flavor. That's where the technique is important because if Shannon, my principal dancer, throws her arm out to the side with a lot of power, and David, who's from Mexico um, and has a different body type and different um, different background, but still has the same technique, throws his yeah. arm the same way, it's incredible. It's, it's amazing. And that, that's why technique is so important to me. Um, and then I would say the last thing is um, you got to be a good person. 
Yeah. You gotta you gotta be a good person. And when I say good person, I mean that you have to be somebody who's who likes to have fun, somebody who likes to, you know, if somebody needs help, they're gonna help people. Yeah. Uh, somebody that understands like that sometimes things don't always work out the way that they're supposed to work out and it's and nobody's doing it on purpose, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. you know, one day I had, uh, the company was going to perform in Switzerland and, um, we got stuck and we had a layover in London for seven hours Whoa. and we couldn't leave. And so we're, no. I was like, you guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know. We just, we're, we're going to have to do this layover. And they said, let's go find something to eat. Let's go, find something <laughs> to eat. Let's go practice the number. Like, that's what I mean. They weren't, they, yeah. I, I didn't. I, I I didn't have divas. I had people no. who wanted to contribute. They did, They didn't sit there and moan. They just accepted it and got on with it. Yeah, and because we had people that were able to contribute, that wanted to contribute, that shows up on stage. You know, when yeah. when we went to um, when we went to Switzerland, uh, we got a standing ovation after the show, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> and then I'm leaving. I'm leaving the show, and this guy goes, "What are you doing?" Why, why did you stop? I'm like, well, the show was over. He goes, yeah, but, but, but we gave you a standing ovation. We wanted you to do the encore. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. And he goes, you don't understand. We don't stand in Switzerland. I was like, what? He's like, we didn't stand for complexions. We didn't stand for the Royal Ballet of Paris. We didn't, I was like, oh my God. Like that this was is a big deal. <laughs> biggest achievements or biggest moments in my life. And that wasn't me. That was the dancers. Mm. And yeah. that's what was so important. The dancers just brought everything to life. And that's what I mean by having a good work ethic and being, just being a good person. Yeah, and having a personality. <laughs> that and, you know, that and, you know, people tend to like get, I'm going to go on my soapbox a little bit, but people tend to, tend to get on Instagram and just be somebody that they're not. Yeah, and agreed. Only because it's easier to follow what's happening than to be who you are and may not necessarily get all the followers or, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it's really important that you stay on top of Instagram You stay on top yeah. of what you're doing. But, you know, I just think it's important that you stay true to who you are. Yes. My friend, uh, my friend, Kylie Shea, um, she's a ballet dancer and she just said, you know, I'm just going to start doing me. I'm going to start doing me. I'm yeah. going to start, I, you know, she's got the most beautiful feet, the most beautiful legs, the most beautiful, but her work ethic behind it was amazing. She could have gone the route of all the other ballet Instagram people, but she didn't. She started yeah. doing booty bouncing on a bouncing ball in a tutu. She's <laughs> <laughs> great. She's great. It's funny because you're, you're literally backing up something I said last week about Instagram is that, all the people who try and get famous on Instagram by following what everyone else is doing never do. It's always the ones that just do themselves and they find themselves famous suddenly because they're yeah. being original and doing their yeah. own thing. Cool. Okay, next question. If someone on this live wanted to come and dance in LA, what would you say are the biggest do's and the biggest don'ts? That's a big question, Brendan. <laughs> it is a big question. <laughs> We're going in. We're going in. Um... Be a good person, like I said. Yeah. Um, let me think about that really quick. Uh, be a good person. Uh, come to LA with 
an agenda. Come to LA with a reason to come. To say I, I want to dance in LA is not a good reason to come to LA. It's not. You you have to have an agenda. When I say I, I want to dance in LA, that's great. But you have to say I want to dance in LA with blah 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 to do blah 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 because blah 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 whatever mm. whatever it is i'm not i, I don't want to quantify for it, that for you because that's what it is for you yeah but you have to really know why you're coming it's really easy to see people that are here that that just want to have a a visa just to to be in la as opposed to working yeah. um you know i i get hit up a lot because because I have a dance company, yeah. I can get visas. Um, but they're primarily for my dance company. Unless I come across somebody that is absolutely amazing, has their S together, yeah. has a focus, has a vision, has a clarity, I'm like, okay, well then I think I'll give my recommendation for this visa. Yeah. But it's really hard to find that because everybody wants to come out and just dance in LA. Yes. I get it. I came out to LA and danced in LA because I came from Virginia because that's the only place I could either go to New York or Virginia, or I'm sorry, New York or California. I went to California. <laughs> I know. I went to California, um, but obviously it's easy for me because I'm American. I think that if you're going to come to LA, you want to come to LA and dance. Like I said, be a good person. Mm. I would personally start to get get contacts of people and start sending them emails saying, you know, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I'm really interested in coming to LA to, to perform and um, work in the industry. Do you have any um, ideas or suggestions that you could give me? I'm, I mean, just first of all, just doing the groundwork is really, really important. Um, it's one thing to know somebody, but it's yeah. another thing to know somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's one thing to know somebody. It's another thing to know somebody that can actually help you. Um, and maybe they can't help you get the visa, but maybe they can help you with accommodations. Or maybe yeah. they can help you with a job placement. Or maybe they can help you. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. different, network, network, network. different things. Yeah, it's network. It's definitely networking and getting to find out who's, who's going to be available for you and who can help yeah. you do what you need to do. I would say the don'ts that you should do, you shouldn't do, is... Um, don't contact somebody that you've never mentioned but met before and say, can you help me get a visa? I can't <laughs> tell you how many times that's happened. Yeah, sorry about that. I cannot <laughs> tell you how many times. Or, or you take my class once and then you ask me for a visa. No. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't. You're, what you're basically doing, what you're basically saying to that person is, um, I just want to use you because mm. I like your class. You're not showing dedication to that to that artist. You're not showing dedication dedication to that teacher or choreographer. You're just showing that you know it's like it's like somebody takes your class once, Brendan, and then they put your name down as I dance for Brendan Hensard. Yeah. No, you didn't. You took a class, and there's nothing worse. I can't. Oh, this is a perfect example. Um, there's a lady named Jackie Slight. She's very big in the industry. In, in the LA, in, in the teaching, and she owns her own convention. <laughs> it's just terrible. You do well today, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> she had, no, I'm. I need, I'm here to tell people the truth. So yeah. she, if can you see me? Yes, perfectly okay. well. You look great. Don't worry, <laughs> darling. <laughs> um, so this guy walks into 
Jackie's audition. And she says, uh, she's looking at the resumes and blah, 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 blah. And, and she likes his dancing. And so she said, um, oh, I like your dancing. And she goes, uh, I just, I, I love, um, I love Terry Best. Uh, I, I see Terry Best is on your resume. I love Terry Best. And she said, he said, oh, thanks. And you could see him get quiet. And I was like, here he comes. Because Jackie doesn't play. She goes, how long have you been training with Jackie, with Terry? And, and he goes, um, uh, well, you know, just for, for a little while. And, and she goes, well, what's a little while? Because Jackie doesn't play. And Ooh. he said, well, you know, I, I, I've been here for the summer. So I've been taking your classes for the summer. And, and she goes, OK, what time's her class? <laughs> he didn't know. And so she was like, thank you. She kicked him out. So, I mean, like, Ooh. you got to be really smart about yeah. how you're going to do your work. And yeah. if you say that you've taken Brian Friedman's class, you better not say you've taken it once. No. You better not be on your resume and taken it once. Because I know Brian would be like this, take it off. Take it off. <laughs> he doesn't play. He doesn't play. So, you know, do your work. Do your groundwork. You know, and and... I mean, I guess we can talk about this now, but and we'll tap into it. But, you know, this is a prime opportunity for people to get online mm -hmm. and actually learn people's stuff and learn yes. their stuff and reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I don't know if you'd be interested in looking at my video. They might say yes, they might say no, but yeah. put the energy out there, you know, and they're bored. They've got, they, they don't have anything to do either. So they might be like, yeah, let me help this person out. Let me see what's yeah. going on. So <clears throat> do good. Um, be authentic and um, be honest and do your homework and have your work ethic done. And don't put stuff down that's not true. No, very true. And sort of following up on what you just said is see this time as a blessing to work on your networking, work on your craft, 100%. To work on everything right now. This time is something we're never going to get again, hopefully. Nope. So don't, don't sit there watching Netflix all day Get on, get on the computer, get messaging people, get moving, get doing things. Coming yeah. alive and speaking to Adam Parson and ask questions, people. Oh, we've got five already. Um, so ask questions um, for a bit below. Let me, let me tap into this really quick because yeah. I thought it was really important. I think this is really important. One of my friends um, who I think is like me, just like, go, 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 go. Um, I called her up and I was like, hey, how are you doing? And she was in a complete depression. I was like, what's wrong? She goes, I just, I don't want to do anything. I don't feel like doing anything. I just feel like life has stopped. I don't. I was like, but come on, come on. Like, this mm. is, you can get through this and get through this. And, and, and I realized at that point, you got to be careful because not everybody, right? Is, everybody is affected by this differently. Yeah. So all I could do was support her and say, Chelsea, I understand how you're feeling. I understand. I understand. I, I said, I understand how you're feeling. I can't understand how you're sitting in it, yeah. but I 100% support you sitting in it yeah. if it's going to help you get to the next level. And mm. she goes, yeah, I, I think it's going to help me get to the next level. It's just, it's just really, this has been really hard for me. So for a lot of people, it's very hard. Yeah. You and I are just like pit bulls and are just going <laughs> to just go, 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 go. go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I talked to her later on, she said, thank you for calling and talking to me that support was what I needed so I think it's important that you have that support out there yeah. and you know if you're if you need 
could sit and watch Netflix. Like I watched a ton of seasons of stuff that yeah. I, I was just like, I'm just gonna watch TV today. But at the same time, I balance it out by doing something yeah. like double on the other side. Yeah. On a personal side, did you ever finish that series we started when I was last there? <laughs> the Marvel one? I didn't. I don't have Disney, so I can't watch it. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, let me know how it goes. All right, so I've got a, a silly question followed up by a pretty heavy question. So I thought I'd go in light and then heavy. Who's your best annoying friend you can't get rid of? My best and annoying friend I can't get rid of? Yeah. <laughs> well, people can tell who it is. Make it light before the next heavy question. <laughs> what would you say was the turning point for you in your life and your career and why? Um, <clears throat> turning point. You can either you know, pick life or career or both. I think the turning point in my life is when I got on scholarship okay. uh, at the Edge Performing Arts Center because it just really opened my eyes and opened my uh, door or uh, eyes. It opened my eyes to a world of possibility. You know, when I was at Terry School of Dance in Virginia, I loved her and I love, and she will mm. forever be the woman that started everything for me, literally everything. Um, but when I came to um, California and started taking classes and I had Terry Best and Helene Phillips and Cinder Che and Bill Pritich and Randy Allaire and yeah. all of these people that have done stuff in the industry as teachers, as choreographers and as um, dancers themselves, it was a life, it was a light bulb moment. It just really changed. And I noticed the difference when I would see like people who weren't on scholarship taking just classes, Yeah, just taking classes. And it's such a different thing when you actually invest in your own body and mind to take somebody's experiences yeah. and they're putting them, they're literally putting them into you, which is why I say like, you know, a lot of the students that I have trained are literally everywhere working in the industry. I'm really proud of that. Literally working everywhere in the industry. But, but, I got that training from, yeah. from the people behind me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They gave me the tools and, and training to move forward with what I wanted to do as a choreographer and a teacher or whatever. But it was all of that schooling and the desire to learn dance that was the turning point for me. It wasn't the desire to take the, the latest and hottest classes. And it sucks because Instagram is, I don't think I would have been the same if Instagram was around when I was learning because for me, watching somebody who is the best doing their best was what worked for me in yeah. terms of like, and when I say the best, I don't mean like, I mean like Barishnikov. I mean, you know, uh, Gene Kelly. I mean, people are actually, yeah. There's there there are meat in the dance industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're they're the ones who really cemented everything for us. And you know, I I know there's a lot of Instagram people that have had that will have like three hundred thousand followers, and people are really amazed by that, which is yeah. really which is it's good. And I'm not, I'm I, I'm happy for that person. But I'm not going to watch that person for the next three months to see what they're doing when I know that Gene Kelly has affected millions of people and not only just on Instagram, but around the world. And the fact that Gene Kelly's program uh, profile on Instagram is already expanding and the man is dead, that's <laughs> just 
that says a lot. So <laughs> it does, yeah. I'm looking at the people that are like, oh well, they really did it. They know how to do mm. it. So, um, I met I met the director of Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, and I asked. Of course, you did. Well, I, I no, it's just, just like we were. It was, it was just uh, jamming. <laughs> no, uh, an, an an ex of mine is yeah. was best friends with uh, Kevin's sister, and so she was having a cancer benefit, and so he came to support her. Okay. And so while he was there, he was you know he was giving away a poster that he had signed and everything, mm. and I won it. So I was like, yes, and then I was like. So can I ask you just a quick question? I was like, what do you think it takes to be like the kind of director that you are that has done like four or five Mission Impossibles? And also he's the one, he's called the script doctor. Anything that mm. happens in Hollywood that there's an issue, they will go, here, fix it. And he'll fix it. And he makes tons of money because he knows what he's doing. Of course, yeah. So those people, I'm more interested in meeting somebody that knows how to work like that than yeah. some celebrity on Instagram, you know? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, find like find the people that are going to bolster what you want to do. Yeah. It's really so funny, actually. Go on. No, go ahead. No, this is really funny because the next question you're kind of already answering, so I'm going to quickly ask it and then you can continue. Yeah, um, how important do you think social media is to a dancer's branding and why? Social media is extremely important. It's extremely important because it's where we are now. It's what we're doing mm. now. Yeah. Social media social media today is the ripped jeans of the eighties. It's the it's the scarf around your waist of the nineties. It's it's what it's what it is. It's the you know, it's it's here. What you do with social media is a whole different ballpark. <laughs> it's a whole different ballpark. So yeah. if you're gonna keep putting content up that shows you only doing jazz funk why would somebody who who i don't know it i'm trying to think of an english company like why would somebody from terrell's chip company who mm. wants a jazz dancer and you have the perfect look and they're like oh oh and they keep scrolling they're like oh they just jazz funk you're done yeah you're done already out why would you do that i think and and you know i talked to my agent and my agents are like look it sucks, but corporations are start looking. They're starting to look online to see what's popular and what's happening. Now, what's yes. happening is, I'm going to keep it real with you. What's happening is a lot of people are um, getting jobs, and they've got like 300,000 followers, and they're getting the job, and they're getting mm -hmm. in, and they don't know how to do. They don't know no. how to be professional, so then they get kicked out. And when they and when they're kicked out, you know, it just makes it worse for them. Yeah. Now that's the reputation that oh just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean you're good no and it doesn't mean that you're professional and i think that's the most just the biggest lesson she said that's happened like four or five times that you know they'll they'll pick somebody they'll pick somebody like brendan hansford who's yeah. worked in the industry done choreography he's done this he's done that choreographer sam smith i mean who has done that his choreographer sam smith and then they'll be like, okay, but he's only got 47,000 followers, but this person's got 80,000 or like 100,000 mm. followers. Let's get them. So yeah. my agent will be like, are you sure you want to do that? Because mm. Brenton actually has a reputation. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Because he has more followers. Then they use that person and, and they then they come back and Lisa will say to them, you just, you, you just paid money for nothing. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, you got to listen to us. So it's important that you curate it's kind of what my mentorship program talks about. Mm. It's about how you curate your 
social media so that you look as professional as possible yeah. because basically social media is your resume. Yeah. It's your life resume. It's a life don't, resume. If you, if you wouldn't put it on your website, don't put it on your social media is what I tell everybody. It's true. I mean, that, and, and that's what I tell everybody as well. And I think people that go on rants, like I've seen people go on, you and I have seen people go on rants and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you saying this? And why are you leaving yeah. it up? Like, I, I can't count the conversations we've had what on are the you back doing? of someone else's rant. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, or, or, you know, the thing that's really, really important to know is like, if something happens, hmm. don't jump on the bandwagon and be like, yeah, what a jerk, what an idiot. If you don't know the sources yourself, because what yeah. happens is the people come back and they look at you and they're like, well, you said this is what happened. They're like, oh, but, but I, yep, too, yep, late. Yep, yep, too late. Too <laughs> late. Ever so late. Right, let's move on. Um, just because we are, it's already half an hour and we're halfway through. <laughs> so, in your opinion, how has coronavirus affected the industry and what do you think it's going to look like on the other side? Well, I was talking to a friend of mine um, and he was saying that he thinks, he thinks that online classes are here to stay. Mm. And I, I agree with him. But he also said, I think it's going to replace yeah. dance. And I was like, are you nuts? Are you insane? Are, like, are you insane? Yeah. If, if I want to dance, if, dance is such a social thing. Yeah. So I, I couldn't understand why he was saying that. He was just saying because of the ease and the, yeah. the ease of it and the, 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 just how easy it is to use and the accessibility. That's what I was saying. Yeah. The accessibility of what people can do in the industry or for the industry. But I was like, I, this, you know, I know Matt's on, Matthew Lambden is here, I think. Yeah. I want to dance next to Matt. I don't want to yeah. dance. I don't want to I, I, I love the social media aspect, but I want to dance. So I think, I think the coronavirus has affected the dance industry and in that a couple of things are happening. Yeah. Um, I think that the dance industry commercially is going to explode. And let me explain why. Because all of the industries, all the corporations, all the businesses are going to need to have people ready to promote their products when we're free again. Yeah. So it's going to explode. So people need to be ready for ready. when it explodes. It's going to explode. So you've got yeah. to, you, you literally have to be, amen, Matt. Uh, you, literally, <laughs> you literally have to be ready for that. So I think, yeah. like you said, coronavirus is it's a blessing and a curse. It's, it's a curse because we can't dance together. It's a blessing because it's going to give us a lot yeah. more opportunities to work. Yeah. And to kind of go on the back of what you just said is the reason I believe preparation is so key now is before it was, I think the percentage was 40% of dancers were out of work in the UK. I can't talk for LA and 60% were working. So only 40% were able to audition. Now a hundred percent of the dancers are out of work. And they're all going to be rushing for the same job. So if you don't yeah. put your leg working now, start networking, start reaching out, start working on your dancing, do the online yeah. classes, get yourself ready. You're just going to get swarmed out by everybody. There's, I think there's, I did, I think it's sixty-four thousand dancers in London who are classed as a dancer. You're going to be competing against so many people. So do do the legwork now, so you don't have to audition. That's what I'm yeah. planning anyway. <laughs> no, I, I, I I'm think trying to you're get in that right. Sweet. Right. Uh, what's the difference between a... Oh, this is a good question, actually. We spoke about this yesterday. What's the difference between a choreographer, a teacher, an educator, and a master? Because this gets confused a lot. 
Um, a choreographer gives the choreography, and that's it. Um, a teacher teaches the choreography and can explain it better than a choreographer. Yeah. An educator can actually tell you muscularly, physically, mm. technically, how to do the choreography. And a master has been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. And a master, so when people say they're master teachers, it really blows my mind because, you know, somebody said to me, you're a master teacher. I'm like, yeah, I still feel like I'm learning. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I've earned that title yet. And, you know, my teacher, my master said, no, you're a master. And I said, like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I have to, I, I just, it's an uncomfortable feeling for me. Yeah. But it's something that I have to own. I have been dancing and teaching. I have been teaching for, for I have been educating for over 25 years. Mm. So I can say that I'm a master teacher, but when I sit, when I'm look at my teacher, yeah, like what that's why I call her Yoda. So there's master <laughs> teacher and there's Brilliant. Yoda, right? Yeah. And she's a Yoda, and yeah. it's very rare to get to Yoda status. I'm working towards it, but it is very rare to get to Yoda yeah. status. And so when somebody says, uh, "I'm a master teacher," I'm like. I don't know if that's true because if you're only 20 years old, yeah. how can you be a master teacher? If you're 16 years old or you're 18 years old, how are you teaching a master class? I don't understand. And I think, I think people want that title of master yeah. class because it's like, it's the top of the top, but you're not a master yet. No. So why would you call it a master class? Why would you just call it class? Good. Or why but... wouldn't you just call it workshop? But, Calling it a master it's the same class, yeah completely agree with you on that calling it a master class is something very different it's it's like you know it's like saying it's like going to target and saying this is a Prada. what <laughs> well i mean i can wear it like a shirt so I, you know it's like a product oh, i knew exactly where you were gonna go then <laughs> it's but you're not right Brendan. <laughs> yeah you're not right it's just like you, i just love your analogies <laughs> You just, it's, you have to put the time in. That's, yeah. the, that's what I'm saying. You, there is a reason that Target sells a certain amount of clothing, and there's a reason that Prada sells a certain amount of clothing. Yeah. And there's a reason that you, you love the fact that you can afford Target, and there's a reason that you dream of buying Prada or Gucci or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the time and the craft has been taken in there for that artist to say, no, this my stuff costs this much. Yeah. So, I think it's, and, and that's another thing. Like I, I, somebody was just telling me that there was a young dancer. I, I'm not going to say who it is, nope. but um, she wanted to do online classes and she was charging $45 a class Ouch. per person, per person, $45 per person for a master class online. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many she got? I don't. I don't. But, but, the, but the, the sad thing is, some people would pay that yeah. because she has a huge YouTube following. Following. But Got my it. thing is, you'd pay $35 when you could pay, you could pay three ten dollars and take classes of yeah. people who really can teach you something and move you forward. 
It's just, it's about learning how to, yeah. it's just about learning your priorities, that's all. Exactly, exactly. All right, we've got two more questions left and then we're gonna bring the questions to the, they're accumulating at the bottom. Okay. What's the most important advice you can give to a dancer working in the industry? Keep teaching, keep taking class. Class. Um, I keep, like all of the dancers that, I, that I've trained, I've always said to them, you're not done just because you're not on scholarship. Yeah. You're not done just because you stopped, because you've got this job. Mm. You're not done. Um, some of the working, most working people in the industry that I know still take class. Yeah. They're, they're keep, they keep honing their craft, honing their craft, honing their craft. Because you can't just take, I don't, <laughs> I'm going to bring this up again. There was a, there was a, there was a person that was on scholarship and, um, he was a phenomenal dancer. He worked really, really hard. Mm. And everybody loved his work, like his work ethic. Then he, um, okay, I'm not going to say everything. But then he, <laughs> he got a really big job. He got a really, really big job. Yeah. Like something that everybody in the industry wanted. Not Michael Jackson, but something of, of that caliber. Mm. And he got the job and he was doing really well. He's doing really well. And, and then he stopped and stopped taking class. And they were like, dude, you know, you keep taking class. He's like, oh, no, it's fine. I got this. I got this. I got this. No. They went back and they asked everybody to come back. And they looked at him and they were like, what, what's, uh, I don't, what's going on? And they were like, he's like, nothing. Why? I was like, well, um, they let him go. Whoa. They let him go because he did not look the same. Look, when right. you work with somebody in this industry, you have shown a level of consistency that you are yeah. willing to deliver every, every single time. The minute yeah. that you are working for somebody like, and it wasn't JLo, but the minute that you're working for somebody like JLo and she's hired you and she's kept you at this level, you've hired yeah. at this level, and you come back and you're here, she didn't have time. She didn't have time. That. Yeah, no time. So, okay, last question from me, and then we'll put it out to everybody, is what's the number one tip Yes, Aaron, you... never stop learning. <laughs> never stop learning. For the podcast, Erin Jade put never stop learning on the um, chat at the bottom. What's the number one tip you would give to a graduating dancer facing the industry for the first time? Um, well, particularly during this corona time, Yeah. Um, I was just telling people in, in my mentorship course, you need to start reaching out to people now. Yeah. Let them know that you're available. Let them know that you're still training. You're taking online courses. Let them know that you're taking online courses in different multiple styles. Be able to back that up when, yes. that when everything <laughs> comes out of it. Um, and um, like you said earlier, Brendan, just network and stay connected, yeah. be relevant, be Work on your social media profile. Make it look the best it can possibly be. Don't just put these faces on Instagram. Don't just put these faces on Instagram. Don't just do this with your hair on Instagram. What the hell am I going to do with that on stage? What am I going to do with that on stage? Make sure that you're putting stuff that is relevant. Yeah. Put a picture of you in, in an arabesque. Put a picture of you in a hip-hop pose. Picture, put a picture of you in a contemporary yeah. pose. Put a video up you of, an, uh, of a yeah. contemporary hip-hop and jazz start to curate your profile so people go, wow, this is a, I can yeah. use her in anything. I can use them in anything. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, so I've, I've always said that they should better look at your profile and in five seconds know exactly what you do. And if they yeah. can't, then you're not, you're not posting the right things. 
You need exactly. to Exactly. Sick. Okay, well, it's nine questions we've got from, I want to say, the audience. Okay, first okay. up from Emma is, what are, what are, you t are, are your top three tips for improving skills in lockdown? I know, I know you kind of said them, but just reiterate them for no, us. No, 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 it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, like I said, take online courses. Um, and you know what the best, I think, okay, I'm going to say take online courses, watch things that you would not normally watch. Mm. Like watch a ballet, watch a tap, watch a hip hop number, watch a movie that's, uh, not, mm, oh. um, uh, well, I mean, I just, because I, I haven't yeah. found a lot of good dance, dance movies lately. Um, I know a really good I, one. It's called Building a Dancer. Oh yeah. I, I have a friend that did, I think did that. There's a really good show. It was really, I think it's on, I think you can get it on iTunes. Yeah. And Amazon and Google Play I heard as well. Yeah. I've heard it's amazing. Building a Dancer, it's got to um, be watched. Yeah. It's definitely one. So yes. Do, so, you know, um, take class, um, do your research um, on dance things. But the most important thing that I would say is tape yourself and watch it. Yeah. And see you, what you look like. Because you don't have a teacher there to correct you. So you've got to well, be able to I mean, like, Yes, tape yourself and watch it. If you're able to, if you're able to get to tape the um, teacher doing the choreography, yeah. do that. Then tape yourself, watch it. And then go side by side and go, oh, my arm wasn't, his arm didn't do that. Oh, yeah. her hips didn't do that. Oh, her leg didn't do that. Okay, I'm, I'm really not good. doing something wrong. That's good advice. That, I would say that is the most important thing is do your own research on your own self. Um, again, you kind of answered this, but how do you see the industry post-lockdown? If you want to summarize, just so we can answer the question again. Yeah, industry post-lockdown will be that we will be, dancers I think will be, um, in high demand because all the corporations and businesses need to get their advertising back out there yeah. and let people know, hey, we're back. So I think that the industry is going to explode for dancers um, and employment and employment and dancers. So get ready. <laughs> so be ready. Be ready. Be prepped. Be, ready. be prepped. Okay. If you can't afford to be in LA right now, how do we get seen from someone in LA? Say that again. Uh, if you haven't got the money or the means or the way to get to LA after this lockdown, what's a good way to be seen by the people in LA? Well, Again, you kind of answered, but reiterate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the, the Instagram is the way to be seen, but how do you get seen by your favorite choreographer if they've got mm. 80 million followers? How do you get seen? You can DM them, but that doesn't mean it's actually mm. going to go through. But, you know, one of the things that you can do is start just curating, again, like curating your profile. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer in putting energy. I just found this new song, so good. And, and <laughs> oh, Lamborghini just drove by, beautiful. Um, and, and it says, he says, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Very true. And I was like, oh, oh my God, so, so true. true. Yeah. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. So yeah. if you're focused on coming to LA and you want to be seen um, in LA by people, then start doing yeah. some research on those people. Yeah. Start doing some, like I said, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, I don't, I can't get their information. I can't get their information. That's why it's so fun to do escape rooms because it makes you think outside of your brain. Yeah. Serious. It makes you think outside <laughs> oh, of your brain. And you might be like this. Well, 
I can only DM them. Well, no, you could actually Google that person and see if they have any other platforms like LinkedIn or yeah. um, an agency or their own website. Don't just go to Instagram because that's the only place you think that that person yeah. has contact. I, as a choreographer, have all different kinds of places for people to mm. um, get in contact with me. But also, I also have different places for other people to see me as well yeah. because I want to work. I want to work just like everybody else wants yeah. to work. So I don't use one platform as one area to um, don't use Yanola. Okay, I gotta say this real quick. My friend Yanola is is online, and you can his see his legs. Are, huh? You can yeah, see his leg his in the photo. Is are one of the most amazing classes, and this is what I'm talking about. Mm. May, uh, you might not know, you know you, his Yan Ola. You might not know Yan Ola. Such a tongue twister, but. <laughs> If you want to get better, take his class. Mm. If you want to get technically better, take his class. If you want to get emotionally better, take his class. If you want to get like training, take his class. It's not, it's challenging. It's not easy, but it's the kind of work that if you yeah. put into it, you will be so satisfied. Yeah. Love him. Love him. Quick I, yeah, I love that guy. Uh, I love that guy. <laughs> um, but anyway, what was I saying? I forgot. I completely forgot as well. Should we go to the next yeah. question? Yeah. Well, what was the what was the previous question? Uh, if you can't afford to if you can't afford to get to LA or can't get right, whatever right, reason. right. So just do your network. Just just mm. find alternate ways of looking. Look at look at their agencies. Look if they have a personal website. Look at LinkedIn. You know, look on Facebook. Look at yeah. other ways to contact that person. Got it. So think outside the box is the main one. Yeah. Is eighteen too young to be emailing stuff over to agents and reaching out to them? Uh, no, but sorry, it's really hot in this car. <laughs> um, no, but, um, you have to, this is something that's really important for you to know. If you want to work in the agency and let's say that you're curly redhead and you're just starting the industry in the industry. And the agency already has a curly redhead who looks just like you. Mm. What do you have to offer them that's going to make them give you a second look? Yeah. So you have to think about that and go, huh, okay, okay. And none of it's bad. All of this is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I make, I make, I, I make a, I really try to make a point of telling people that this is, ever, all the information I'm giving you should not deter you. It should excite you because yeah. it just makes you go, mm, okay, this is that, this is that. So, if you're a redhead, curly redhead out there, mm. and you want to work in the industry with somebody, with an agency that already has three curly redheads, what do you have to offer? Yeah. What do you have to bring? What, to what is game? your unique selling point? Exactly. Mm. So you can be 18, but you really just have to have a unique selling point. And this is why it's so important to be an individual. Yeah. That's why it's so important to be um, unique. You yeah. know? If, if you have three redheads that are curly hair and everything, and they're the same bubbly personality, and you're like, well, that's not me. Well, then you stand out. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? You're like, if, I, if, I, if I'm, the, I'm, I'm more of the serious focused one, then yeah. you stand out. And it goes vice versa. It doesn't mean that yeah. you can't have the same personality. But you just have to bring something different to it. Yeah. Figure out what it is and then just, yeah. you know, just make sure it can be seen. All right. What would you recommend is good for social media? Um, Very open question. You can interpret that how you wish. 
yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um, well, I think I, I think we had talked about this earlier, but I think it's really important that you maintain the highest, your highest self mm -hmm. on the internet. Not, not only on social media, just on the internet. Yeah. You need to maintain your highest self on the internet um, so that when people see you, they see the family person. They see the fun person. They mm. see the dedicated person. They see the honest person. They see the driven person. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on one second. It is so hot in this car. <laughs> Energy baking in there. Can you see, hear me, Brendan? Yeah, we can still hear you, it's fine. Take your time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think, I think it's important that you show the best of yourself. If you keep yeah. putting a picture, if you keep putting a video up of you grabbing your leg and doing all of this, what are you telling people? Like, what, I, I'm, not, and I'm, I'm being serious, Brendan. What I know you are. If you if you put up if I scroll on your profile and the the last fifteen poses that I see is half of your butt in the air, half of your leg in the air, you crawling on the ground, you gotta under you gotta say to yourself what's more important to me, my integrity or or likes, my integrity or followers. Like mm -hmm. if you can put your integrity out there, you're probably gonna you may not get as many likes and followers but i i, I only i only have seven thousand followers mm -hmm. but i know almost all of those seven thousand followers yeah. because i have integrity and i have dedication to my craft and that's why the people are there and i know that those are the only seven thousand i need what do i need eight hundred thousand followers for i like it's it, it, it would be nice to have and i'm not gonna i'm not saying that i wouldn't like to have that yeah i'd be an idiot and i would be a hypocrite if i didn't say i would <laughs> love to have a million followers i'd be a liar of course I mean? yeah but i don't want to do it in a way that's going to make people want to follow me just because i followed the status quo yeah. i want to make sure that people want to follow me because of what i can offer them and yeah. not because i'm following the trend of what's popular on TikTok or instagram yeah Satch has said he has 100 followers, so sad. That's fine. So long as you, so long as you are, so as long as those 100 followers are inspired by you, that's the most important thing. If you have 100 people that are like, I really like this guy and what he stands for, and I really like what he believes in, that's really important. So you don't, don't think that that, you shouldn't negate that. Because and I'll tell you why you shouldn't negate that, because this is something that my teacher told me that I had to learn when I was on scholarship. I did something really cool in class, and she said, um, oh, Adam, that was great. That was amazing. I was like, oh, and she was like, how dare you? How dare you stop me from giving you a compliment? And how dare you stop me from appreciating your work? And I was like, oh, I will never do that again. So sat, the, the whole point is there are 100 people that appreciate what you do and who you are, and yeah. you should appreciate that. Greg, there's a, I'm laughing because that's one of my best mates. He's not a dancer. He was being silly. <laughs> I let you go he's off funny. on one. Well, still, he's got funny. He's got 100 people think he's funny. Yeah, he's exactly, silly. right? And he wants me to shout out to Tower Utility, his company, who supply gas and something else. I don't really know. He talks and I shut up and I'm like, cool. 
And <laughs> um, there was a question from Matthew. What advice would you give specifically to choreographers who want to go to LA and you've got one and a half minutes to finish? No, you've got one minute. We're running out of time. It's giving um, me a timer. Um, uh, um, is <laughs> Pressure. this for Matt? Is this for me? Is this it's for, is it for from me? Matt to you. Um, well, if it's Matt, then call me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Sum it up. Give me um, some bullet points for choreographers who want to move to LA because I want to know this as well. <laughs> I, I think that you have to have a really strong resume. I think you have to have a really strong point of view, a really strong point of view that's going to make you stand out from everybody who's already here. I think you have to have, and when I say really strong resume, I mean work that is work that is something that is reputable. It doesn't necessarily have to be, mm. you know, like um, doesn't have to be um, industry work if you don't have industry work. But yeah. you have to be able to. If you're a choreographer, you should be able to go and save your money buy space and put something together that is absolutely amazing that you can put on your resume to yeah. put out there that people go, I, I love agree. that. Really Andrew Winghart, Andrew Winghart is a choreographer and he used a hundred girls and one guy in these blue dresses and everything. Yeah. It's really amazing. And Lord saw it and she fought, fell in love with it. He's her choreographer. Cool. So yeah. Perfect. I have to cut you anyway, because I've got 45 seconds and I've got to do an outro. <laughs> so massive, okay. massive thank you to Adam for coming on the line today. Um, for the people that know, Adam's one of my best mates. Uh, he lives over in LA. He's an insane choreographer. And if you're just coming on the line now, this will go on YouTube. It'll go onto a podcast. And I'm going to post it on IGTV afterwards. And finally, make sure you tune in next week where I'll be interviewing Vaughn Arnell, one of the biggest choreographers in the world for music videos and commercials. He's the one who got me the job with Sam Smith, Rod Stewart, Rick Ashley. So that's going to be a very, very, very interesting uh, interview, especially on as a dancer or performer, how would you get involved with his commercials, his music videos? So he's going to be giving us a solid advice. Again, massive thank you to Adam. I know everybody's clapping you at home. And thank you, guys. Four seconds, so bye. Bye. <laughs>